0: You're not alone when it comes to trying new shiny diets, each one promising to make you feel incredible until you realize it's making you feel hungry and deprived and damaging your confidence a little more than the last diet you tried. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Anti-Diet Podcast Show, a podcast on a mission to help you break free from yo-yo dieting and equip you with evidence-based advice so you can feel more confidence in yourself without ever feeling deprived. I'm Farah Karamburi, a deep health practitioner practitioner, an author, a keynote speaker, and the founder of the 30 Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Each episode is created to help you take one step forward in your weight loss journey without being on a diet. Each day, I will bring you a wealth of knowledge about how you can lose weight without being on a diet. And each week, I'm going to be joined by a guest or a client that's going to give us the insights and the expert advice in the world of well-being. So together, we can learn from real-life trial and triumphs. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to our live this morning on a Thursday morning. I'm your coach, Farah Karamburi, deep health practitioner, keynote speaker, and the owner of the 30-day, the anti-diet challenge, the professional women's way to losing weight. So today we're going to talk about how we're going to train our mind. Well, we, can, we know how to train our bodies because we have a consistent routine in place, how we look after our bodies. So somebody does a yoga every other day. Someone goes and lifts weights. I go lift weights of so two, three, four times in a week. Um, somebody might do uh running. Um, and they are all thinking about training their bodies. Now, I keep talking about this, how important it is to train your mind at the same time as well. So do come in and say hello, guys. Um, I've got my comments up here as well, so I can actually interact and do make an interactive session. So good morning to you all. So how do we train our minds just like we train our bodies? So today's lesson is about that, to be honest. Um, So let's go back to, let me tell you what, before I start, I want you to understand the feeling. So have you ever watched your, like, if you follow football and you watch your favorite game, it doesn't have to be football, it could be any game that you love watching. Do you remember that feeling uh, of your winning, winning a game, or you may have played it yourself? Or what about when you got freaked out by a horror movie? Do you remember that feeling? You literally, you start in the sitting position and you've got yourself into a, like a scrunched up ball at the edge of the seat. I think what movie, I think I was watching Skyscraper and there was a lot of height things dropping off the height or people trying to climb really high buildings. The rock actually, rocks, my favorite. So while I was, <laughs> while I was doing that, um, while I was watching that film, I, I, I saw myself actually edging towards the, towards the end of the seat because it was gripping. But can you see I'm not there? That's not me. It's not even real. But because the feeling is real, isn't it? The feeling is actually real. Um, notice how your body reacts. On the other side, let's give you a not so positive experience. Um, The other day I went on my phone and I promised myself I would not look at my phone after half eight, which is when I do my, my lives and my coaching sessions, they all finish by half eight. So I put my phone away and I don't look at it till the next morning purposely to keep my mind nice and clean. It's one of my sleep rituals that I've put in place. So things on the phone don't bother my brain because like you, things that I see might upset me, which means it will upset my sleep, which means that the reaction I will give out is not going to be the positive one. Anyway, in this particular instant, because my phone was in charge, I plugged it in and a notice popped up. So f- since then, I've taken the notifications away now as well because that had a really bad impact on me. So I, I ended up seeing a message from, uh, doesn't matter who it's from, Um that put me in a really angry situation. And that meant that my sleep... Hello. Okay, we're going to just resume this conversation. Apologies, guys. There was some kind of a, a streamyard um, problem. Anyway, let's carry on. So, I rem- I was just saying about my my um, little experiment that I went through. I saw my phone. There was something on my phone which was it just upset me. And if I'd seen that message the next day, it may not have had the same effect. Why did it have an effect on me at that time? Because in the evenings, that's why we, when we talk about sleep rituals, when I talk about sleep rituals, I always say that around 7, 8 o'clock, when you're winding down, stop going into your phone or having heavy conversation with your partner, um, bringing up stressful things to talk about, watching a film that may have an impact on your mind before sleep. So you want to go into your sleep mode by just naturally relaxing, doing some laundry maybe, and tidying up the house or putting the dishes away, some kind of meaningless tasks, to be honest, so that you are, your sleep isn't affected. So think about that. Think about that for a moment if you've ever had that. So my my body language really changed. I was trying to sleep but my head was pounding from anger, it really was. And I did my whole breathing techniques and I tried to bring my heart rate down and literally felt I could bring it down by doing the techniques that I actually teach and I also tell myself. So I brought those, 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 those moments down and I eventually went into sleep. And I'm sharing this because I was very aware of what was going on with me. Aware from the minute I picked my phone up, I knew my, my, my mindset said, don't, put it down, you don't need to see this now, whatever's on it. My kids are here with me, the rest of it doesn't actually matter. It doesn't until the next day. There's not much I can do really at half nine, ten o'clock at night. So I should really put it down. And if somebody really needs me, it's an emergency, they have my house phone number, And that is there for that reason. So we have codes like this, i.e. their dad. And especially if their kids are there. Obviously, I would want to know what's going on there, uh, if I could help. So that's what I actually did was my heartbeat was faster. I started to sweat. So if you're watching a movie, what happens is if if it's very exciting, you start to... um, uh, feel excited or anxious and if you're scoring a winning goal or you know or running away from something and this experience also happened to me something we touched on Tuesday with Nicola the confidence craft lady if you haven't watched that I really urge you to watch that it's in my life the podcast will be out on Sunday um what actually happens is that you uh before going onto a stage to to do our public speaking oh my god I used to feel hands are sweaty armpits armpits I think, don't, don't wear satin-y type shirts or a dress because you're going to see patches underneath you, um, patches under your armpits that might have come out wrong. <laughs> so all of those things you feel, don't you, right? So the, I'm just trying to remind you, if you can now think of an example yourself, of a winning example where your body changed, the, where you are not there in reality, you're not there in that situation. So when I read a message, I'm not there in that conversation. Or the public speaking, I am there actually, so that's a slightly different example, but I can also recall the memories and actually bring myself into that situation. But to our brains, what we think is reality, and that's what I wanted to convey, that's the point I wanted to talk to you about, that to our brain, it thinks it's real, isn't it? Because it's feeling everything. What we observe in ourselves and others is reality. What we imagine is reality. We think, we observe, and we imagine becomes true what we think. It's a really powerful line, this one. So what we think and observe and imagine becomes a reality. Some, you know, have you heard that saying, You, you if you're going to keep thinking about this, you're going to bring it onto yourself. Now, let me tell you that why this is evidence-based and true. If you're always, always going to be frightened of something, i.e. spider, let's give an example of spider, then that spider will appear in front of you. You know why? Because your mind is trying for you to Um, snap out of this or come out of this situation because it's really bothering you so it bring it brings it close to you so that you can actually decide there and then right there is a spider what am I going to do now because I'm oh my god I am actually going to die because this is how you feel you literally feel like like running away or dying or something like that like an extreme um, reaction it's real by the way and what actually, what you, your mind does is actually, because you, you, it, it's not the mind actually, it's you are looking for the spider. You are looking for it. So then it appears. When you look for something really hard, it will appear. If you go looking for um, metals on the sand, you know those people get up in the morning and they've got this metal uh, detectors. They find stuff, by the way. They really do because they're looking for it. Anything you're looking for, you're going to find. That could be positive or they could be negative. So that is a point of actually demonstrating this um, example that I've just given you. So whether you're watching or thinking or imagining about something or actually doing it, your brain, it's all the same. So whether I'm thinking about public speaking or actually doing it, I can actually get into that situation very quickly of sweaty hands and palms. I mean, oh my God, I, it was hard. It was really hard that bit for me anyway. So your mind is really powerful, and this is why focus on your mental game as well as your physical body. Obviously, there's there's both. They need to go side to side. The six pillars that I talk to you about, mental is one of those pillars, and what it actually talks about that I'm alert, I'm focused, and I can remember things, I can solve problems. That's a that's a winning mindset, isn't it? Everything about that's a winning mindset. So how do you create that winning mindset? So this is why when we focus on our mental game as well as our physical body, this is why when we... Um, Think about not just our what are we going to eat, what are we going to um, exercise. We also think about, but my mind is racing. I can't, I can't calm it down. What do I do? Well, what are you thinking about? What are you imagining? Because you've made up stories. I think I read a post somewhere that our minds re- make up stories constantly. I think it was Shoshana actually. Shoha, Shosh, Shoshana. I did. Uh, she's a plant trainer podcaster, and we did a podcast together. And I'm sure she put a post on Facebook yesterday saying how our minds keep making stories up. Because if you don't know what the story really is, your mind actually makes those up. What thoughts are you focusing on? What are your thoughts this morning, for example? What thoughts are you focusing on? If you focus on your destination, whatever your goal is, and mentally rehearse you're going to get there, guess what? Yes, you're, you are going to get there. So let's, let's give you a really simple example. When we're going on holiday... You have this tell me who doesn't imagine that actually when you're going on holiday you're thinking about that you've got your bags packed and what are you thinking about is your destination you're thinking about your destination and that's what makes you book your holiday but what happens in between you don't really care you don't care that there's coronavirus and that you're going to have to sit in this way and there's going to be a mask to be worn you obviously we are thinking a little bit about that but you do you you're aware of it but you're thinking about your destination you're thinking about destiny, you're focused on it. So you're willing to go through all of the steps to get there. What will that do? That will make you make sure that you get there. And things that come in the way wouldn't stop you getting to your destination because you're so powerfully focusing on what your destination is and you imagine your destination. So if you focus but on the other side now, the mind is so strong, You give it ne- you feed it negativity, you feed it positivity. It will churn the same thing out. Remember that bit. So if you focus on being a problem solver, so immediately, I'm 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 one of those people who, if a problem is presented to me, my head starts to break it down. It, it just without me thinking. I think I've got autopilot with this now. The minute the client says, "Oh, Farah, I don't know what to eat," you know, I'm struggling with this. I've got a ve- you know, I'm vegetarian these two days. Um, yeah, I'm actually thinking about going vegan now, or uh, I'm really struggling with this food. I absolutely don't like it. Immediately, I'm thinking, "What's the solution? What's the solution? What's the solution?" Because my mind is focusing on getting a result for them because they've asked a question. So you ask a question from me and I'm gonna get you a result because that's how, the kind of person I've become. And that comes from practicing. And maybe it's a little bit, I've actually been like that for a while, to be honest. Um, so if you focus on being a problem solver, someone who meets challenge, challenges with resilience and creativity, that will be you. So you will now, so I might think, hang on, if she's asking me this question, how do I break this down that she can answer it herself? So I will ask more questions. Okay, what is it that you actually like? What's made you become a vegan? Why are you trying that? Answers could be because I think vegan people who are vegan are healthier or they lose weight quicker. Okay, let's m- bust some myths out here and, and make them understand um, that's not the case. So I will break it down. So I can, it's a piece of education now. But at the end, I want to give them a result. Because what was the question? I don't know what to eat now, I've become vegan. I don't know how to balance my protein now, I've become vegan. I don't know why I can't sleep. So I will keep finding things for them, but I will need them to do the work as well. Does that make sense? So if you work with me, together we find a solution, we can't give up. That's not the mentality I have. So conversely, if if you focus on failure, like the other side of it, like I just said, or setbacks, then whenever you imagine those to be, whenever, your body and behaviour will respond accordingly. You will feel demoralised, you're going to feel upset, you're going to feel sad, you're going to feel like a failure, you're going to be stuck, you're going to be hopeless. You have all these feelings going through very similar to women having uh or us women i also go through every now and then of emotional eating and i'm no different to anybody else uh, however it's, it's more in my control than it's ever been uh, and i've come from a background of nachos and sugar laces so um for years by the way for years i wonder how my body actually survived so If I keep thinking of myself as a failure, now this is why when when many women try lots of diets, when they get a result, a a result, you always get a result, by the way, all diets give you a result if you were to follow it consistently. But the problem is you can't follow it consistently because it's difficult. Plus it's a destination, not a journey, like we keep saying. Mark Bryce said it right. He really did. That was one of my other podcasts. If you haven't listened to him, please do listen to Mark Bryce's podcast. Uh, a few weeks back, you'll find it on my uh, the Farrah Far Canberra podcast show. By the way, guys, uh, so happy this morning I got up over 1,152 views. I don't know how. Yesterday, was 1,075. So you're listening. You're listening to my podcast. And I thank you very much for that. Anyway, let's go back to our w- making us uh, uh, ourselves champion when it comes to our mindset. So hopefully my little examples are resonating with you. You control your mindset. Thank you for the thumbs up. You can um, create your beliefs and you create your thoughts. You do it, by the way. Just, you've got, enough. telling my son this morning, I, say, I always say to him, you have a choice. You have a choice to continue to lie down in bed, which means this is the repercussion, i.e. your friend's going to be out there waiting for you to pick you up and you will not have had breakfast. That's the choice that you are making. Why am I speaking to him like that? Because I want him to know that accountability, extreme accountability lies within us. That we cannot sit there blaming the world. When you go into this mode of blaming the world, you've entered the mindset of victim. You're stuck in there, by the way, my friend. You are stuck in there. That was me. I blamed my parents. Marriage wasn't good. They didn't bring me up properly. They left me. They abandoned me. These things are true, by the way. But do I want to stay in the victim mindset? I do want to come bring myself out with some help. Because I couldn't do it on my own. Because I, I, I obviously was too involved in it and too upset in it but it took someone else to say to me do you think you you know do you think you need to take responsibility for your own actions in in your 40s are you going to sit there blaming your mother and your father whatever get up and do your thing and go help other people and i really took that seriously and i got myself therapy and i got myself sorted out and now a teacher okay but i want to tell you that my life now is whatever choices i am making which is very empowering by the way, but when you are, are in victim mindset, you are doing things to fit yourself, like my uh, my uh, guest on Tuesday said, self-fulfilling prophecy, i.e. you keep telling yourself, keep telling yourself, no, I'm not good at this, no, I'm dumb, I can't do maths, keep telling yourself that, because guess what, you're telling your mind, you're not good at this. When actually, if you told your mind the same thing, that's what affirmations work, that's why you should write it all over the walls, especially if you are more of a negative person. It's okay. If you are in that position at this minute, write around the walls in your house, I'm worth it, or I'm good enough, or I am going to do this, or I love myself. Do it because nobody else is coming knocking on your door to tell you this. This is the thing. Let me tell you the actual truth. It's very fortunate that you meet if you meet someone who can see those things and actually is very honest in the feedback, which is my husband by the way, that's why I think he he says it how it is Some of it is harsh to take on board tell let me tell you, and has led to numerous arguments but feedback is a gift, okay feedback is a gift, and in my teaching, I do bring this up, okay because without this, we can't move forward because if you don't want a different result, no point in coming and spending time with me because I want to almost audit your life to where you're at at the moment, and then let me help you. But it's okay, to you're here now, but now you've asked for help. That's really important. That's the important part of this. You want to change your mindset? It's not just for your physical body. It's not for weight loss only. Weight loss will become part of this because you've changed your mindset. If you keep saying to yourself, I'm always going to look fat. I am always going to be fat. My mother was fat. My grandma was fat, right? You've just talked yourself out of being a healthy weight. And you've been probably saying this mantra over and over again. So your mind is going to make sure that you stay fat. It's going to make sure it shows you all the cookies and all the cakes around you. Because you've just told your mind that. It's going to churn out what you're telling it. So don't tell it the bad, the negative, the constantly demoralizing stuff. Things happen in our, in our life. Things, hard things happen in our life. We have to forgive ourselves. One of the biggest things you can do is forgive yourself. Because self-sabotaging, shaming yourself, is another way of ne- spreading negativity around your mindset. So let's ask yourself this question. What thoughts and mental images are you creating right now? Do these thoughts and mental images, are they helping me? Are these thoughts and images success? And are they creating resilience? Okay, some of these... Do you think every day coming on here, I'm in a mood to come on here and have a chat every single day? Not is the answer. Today was one of the not very good mornings in our house, to be honest. It wasn't. My son wasn't getting ready for school in time. And I'd raised my voice, which I haven't done for a while. And I'm questioning myself why I'm doing that. But I'm a human and this will happen. Eventually, he went to school on time. Sent me a text message to say, sorry, mum, I love you. But I did. Ha- I have taken away his Xbox for the week next week. This is what I do. That's my, my ammunition. And mums on here probably realise that. You've got to take away anything that they love because you want to revenge isn't it end of the day anyway when I observe these thoughts or images how does your body respond so now if you were on a weight loss journey I want you to take a picture of yourself when you loved yourself and put it on your fridge put it on your fridge this works even if you think oh that's fluffy I don't want to do that well if you look at a positive something if you look at a positive picture then you're going to think about that you're going to visualize you're going to get there but if you told yourself, well, that was when I was 20 and now my 40, I'm never going to get there. Yes, reali- re- re- reality check is you're not going to be same as that person because in your 20s, your body was different. In 40s, your body's going to be different. But you liked yourself there. So what we're looking for, you get to a place where you love yourself again. That's what we're looking for. So put the mental image there so that you can see yourself. Thank you for the heart, guys. Really appreciate that. So what are you observing in terms of your thoughts? So make sure... That you have created a mental image of yourself. Have if you, some people struggle, by the way, to visualise. Okay, I was one of those people. I have this vision now of, I'll never use the word retiring because I won't. What does that mean even? That's to me that means old, and to me that means giving up on things, and then you're gonna, I don't know, sit and read books in the conservatory. That's my mental image of it. That's not my mental image of when I decide to... What I'm looking at is I will live maybe in an area which is uh, near the water, because I love water. There's some kind of sand and a very simple lifestyle, maybe homegrown products. You know, there's a program on TV, uh, on Netflix called Down to Earth, and it's with Zac Efron, and he showed he went to a village, I think it was in... I can't remember the name now, so if you want to watch it, it's this whole series where they grew all of their own vegetables. Their schools were amazing. And I even showed it to my little one who normally doesn't like school, but he's enjoying this one, his uh, secondary school. And he was uh, surprised at this, in this school, you choose what you want to do. There's no exams, there's no stress, there's no pressure, but you can only survive in that community like that. I would like to live in that kind of condition. That's my, that's my vision, that's in my head. That's my vision, you see. Now, I'm, I'm, if I keep thinking about that, then I'm going to get there, aren't I? Because so far, whatever I've thought about, I've made it happen. So exactly with you, think about what you really want and think about it constantly or every day. Write it down and then you're going to get there. You keep writing. To, some people write so there are different things you can do. Write it down your journal every day as a goal. And if you think our oh, goals, this is too much for me, I don't like those. Okay, well then get a photo and make a vision board, stick that in front of somewhere where you can see every day. If it's a weight loss your goal, which is most of my clients, then put a picture of yourself on there or another person that you like, and then keep looking at it. Maybe when you go to the fridge next time and you're about to open it to have something, mindlessly, maybe you're not really hungry, maybe that picture will deter you and you will think, no, if if I want to get there, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop putting this uh, thing in my mouth right now because I'm not really hungry. Let me maybe have a glass of water instead or let's make a cup of tea instead or whatever it is. So that's like your visual cue. But you're, you're training your mind without knowing because you're seeing this every single day. Tell If you keep telling your child you're useless and you're never going to make it anywhere, what's going to happen? They're not going to make it anywhere because you keep telling them that until something happens in the adult life where they take charge of their own selves like me, and step out their victim mentality, then things will happen. So how are you going to train your mind from today? I really hope that this has given you some nuggets and it's given you some thought, food for thought, where you can think of where are you you right now, what mindset are you harboring this minute in time, and which mindset are you going to go and create for yourself, because guess what, it's all in your control, every single thing is in your control, most of it. In terms of your mindset, because it's your mind. Nobody, no one, nobody tells you what to do with, when it comes to your mind. You decide your choices. And I really hope that's helped you this morning. It's definitely helped me talking to you. Thank you very much for being with me, guys. Take care, and I will see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. This is Far again. I wanted to invite you to the best thing I've ever created inside the Deep Health community. It's a challenge, and we call it the 30-Day Anti-Diet Challenge. Every professional woman is one challenge away from achieving the life where she can gain control over her health and her weight loss. I've created this challenge to help you lose up to 10 pounds in weight, no matter where you are in your weight loss journey. This challenge is going to help you to understand why the diets you've tried in the past that haven't worked and why eating this way can revolutionize the way you look at food and transform your body and create that ultimate success. I recommend highly you do this right now. Stop this video, pause it, go online and press the 30 challenge.com and join the next challenge. The next challenge starts in few days.